0: Welcome to the UK Consult weekly podcast with Jonathan Bradley and Elton Dado, engagement practitioners and general consultation superheroes at Bang the Table in the UK. Hello, and welcome to Jono and Elt's weekly ramble through all things online community engagement and public consultation. And we're into week 12 now, Jono, which is more than enough of a body of evidence to put forward for the National Podcast Awards, I believe. Yeah, Niche
1: Podcast 2021.
0: Is that a category? <laughs> I think it must be. Come on. (laughs) It is now. We can just invent our own categories for it. We're that seasoned now. We're, you know, a dozen podcasts in after today. So that's that's pretty good. Now, after our special guest, which was fantastic um, last week, obviously, we didn't have our normal format and stuff like that. But I understand you are willing to accept jokes on an almost weekly basis, not waiting every 10 podcasts. And I understand you've got one yourself. Have you? i have actually Um, go for
1: it oh i think our podcast is actually going to be interrupted by charles bradley hold on a second (laughs) Uh, um see you later okay guy. that was a special guest appearance that we weren't expecting i think we'll leave it on there he's a good lad yeah i haven't got a red light outside maybe i need that
0: I'm with, I've got baited breath for this joke now because he's had a bit of a build up It's week. about
1: a friend of mine actually and uh oh, right
0: yeah he's really nervous
1: he's very very shy and he hates meeting people to help him out his wife signed him up for um, metalwork classes but yeah. as soon as soon as he got there he made a bolt for the door
0: <laughs> oh I'm not sure we can recover from this <laughs> just as I was talking about awards recognition you know, we've made up our own category in the awards and, and then we, oh no well I can't really follow that I, th- I don't think mine's much better actually I'm not even sure I should say it now but I don't know if you know that I've got a pet duck oh, I didn't know now, that. No. yeah Penelope it's named after an English actress um, back in the 60s called Penelope Keys, who looks a bit like a duck. And anyway, my duck Lend- really loves to go shopping, particularly as you can imagine to the bakery to choose bread for lunch, that sort of thing. But obviously since lockdown and everything, I've not been able to take Penelope to the shops. So I bought a mask for the duck so it could adhere to the rules around masks in shops. And now I've got to say it wasn't perfect, but it fitted the bill.
1: Oh no. Oh, that's so much better than mine.
0: No, I don't know. Do you, should we just cut, should we end it there? This is all going to get cut anyway, isn't it? it probably is, yeah. Probably I is. Think the only bit that will get left in was when Charlie came in. <laughs> <laughs> Now, last week, um, you ran one of your massively contributed to Twitter polls again around what's your favourite type of online public participation. What's the update on that?
1: Well, do you know what? I think I set the timing's wrong, so there's one day left. Um, so, right, yeah. So there's still time for people to get involved and have their say. But So the question was, what's your favourite type of online public participation? And the options were discussion forums ideas boards places and mapping and zoom and uh, with brackets others others available because you couldn't write the whole thing you couldn't write other platforms are available because it's got yeah. too many letters so anyway we had a massive response five votes in all wow you know that's a magnificent sample at the top discussion forums followed closely by ideas well actually they're the same they're on 40 and um, so sharing first spot places and mapping in a in a close third zoom no votes oh you haven't rigged this have you <laughs> well i'm not saying anything i don't want those no, i don't want this you know i'm still waiting for the cease and desist letter from zoom it's oh. coming yeah it is yeah yeah well as soon as they tune into this they'll be like bye shutting that podcast
0: down yeah they'll hear one reference to it and then they'll go back through the previous 10 episodes or oh, eleven. We will, we? yeah
1: we're on yeah. spotify now
0: aren't we yeah yeah there's so many means by which they could actually have a listen to those previous episodes and say do you know what there's proper litigation that needs to happen here oh no you might have to go underground like pirate radio well you could try and cover yourself by changing your vote to zoom is that possible
1: Yeah, I could do them, give them one vote now. And you can't do it, but I could get someone else like Mrs. Bradley
0: to vote for Zoom. Yeah, yeah, do a planted vote. Yeah. And then at least they'll say, okay, there's no need for litigation. These guys are obviously just really bitter because they haven't got any, any kind of Zoom functionality in their platform or something like that.
1: Yeah, but I think Zoom have to be accountable for Zoom fatigue. I mean, we're not saying anything that's not being said.
0: Yeah I, mean, yeah, I haven't had as much fatigue with Google Hangouts, I've got to say, or Teams. That's been, that's been quite good. Yeah, it has mainly been Zoom fatigue. I don't know if there's something emanating out of, of the actual platform itself that's just making you tired, or the, maybe the look and appearance of it, I don't know.
1: Who knows? What we might have to do is buy a yacht and broadcast from international waters, so then we become untouchable.
0: Yeah, there used to be a radio station that did that, and I can't remember what it was called. Radio Caroline. Oh, yeah, Caroline, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. And then they got closed down or something, didn't they? Yeah, we could be the next Caroline. <laughs> 12 and out. It'll be like 12. the England team. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> <we> could... <laughs> yeah, when they're planning on winning a test series, they like a
0: <laughs> Yeah, chasing 24 runs to win. 12 all out. 12 all out always the way. Now, I had a really exciting, in terms of emerging themes and trends that have come out this week, a really exciting, and I'm going to give a massive shout out to Caitlin Hafferty. Caitlin is a PhD researcher in digital community engagement at the Countryside and Community Research Institute. Now, as part of the research that she's doing for her PhD, she published a really good visual on Twitter, which I'll include in the blurb as well, around considerations for digital engagement. Um, You can follow her as well at Caitlin Hafferty on Twitter, and I'll also put that in the blurb. But she was looking at three really, really key areas. And I'll just talk through a couple of these because it really chimes with the kind of approach that we take towards um, digital community engagement and considerations around it in terms of things like face-to-face participation and, and all of those things as well. So she broke it down into three areas. So the first one was practical considerations So that's looking at the way in which we think about overcoming barriers to digital engagement, which is something we talk about a lot, and understanding the needs of different audiences, which again is something we absolutely work with our clients on to achieve in terms of look and feel of their engagement HQ site, tone of voice, all of those sorts of things. And then what are the barriers to uptake, particularly regarding things like costs, skills and training? And then what concerns exist regarding privacy, security, and GDPR um, as something else. And then in the next bucket, it was ethical considerations. So considering the implications of digital tools and how it affects the quality of the engagement process in terms of things like trust, fairness, and knowledge. Does it include some people and or include new groups who might not have been reached before? Has lockdown made communication with hard to reach groups and individuals easier or more difficult? And then power relations, which is really interesting. So what power relations are at play in online environments and how we can make sure that engagement is inclusive of quiet and underrepresented voices, which is, again, something that we talk about a lot. And then thirdly, it was looking at future innovation. So lockdowns provided a really unique opportunity to understand appropriate use of different techniques. So what's the value of digital engagement to those who are involved? Do people feel that digital tools are more or less effective than face-to-face engagement, for example? And is there an optimum blend of face-to-face and digital approaches for effective engagement? It's it's really, really interesting. And she's going to keep us updated with that research as it evolves and throughout her PhD as well.
1: Wow. I've thrown you away, haven't I? How long have we got? (laughs) Where do
0: you start with that?
1: Oh, goodness me, that's so, such a great piece of work. So it's many really things, things we talk about quite a lot all the time, really. We're not talking about Man United and cricket, sailing and other uh, gardening, dogs, jokes, and ducks. ducks. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things in there. Like, look at that quality and trust, power relationships. I mean, I've been to so many, so many, you know, face-to-face events and workshops over the years and, even with the best efforts of the best facilitators out there, there's always people in the room that dominate, try to dominate the discussions. And there's always the quiet people that just sit back and, you know, suck it all in. And then at some point they get up and they, you know, they'll they'll write something on a post-it note or they'll fill something on, put something on a piece of paper and hand it in or something like that. So in many ways going online is going to help the quieter voices take part. There is going to be a leveling off in terms of that, that sort of power relationship. And, and especially if we get people off things, you know, like Facebook and Twitter, where it really does encourage that sort of, you know, that, that it encourages argument rather than deliberation. Um, and I think platforms like Engagement HQ are just perfect for creating that sort of semi-formal place where it's more about, you know, um, empathy, listening, um, discussion, deliberation, and, it, and that, those power relationships, and then they're levelled off then, especially because, you know, we make a promise that our discussions and our mapping tools and, and, you know, and all the other things are moderated. You know, And that's not moderated as in, we don't like that, we don't agree with that comment. It's moderated as in, you know, you know, be nice to each other, play fair, don't harass each other. And I think that really is a massive leveller, you know, and it's a big distinction between our online engagement platform and social media, which yeah. everybody Everybody thought it was going to democratise dialogue and party, public participation, I mean, in, in, and it just didn't happen. So, you know, I think um, that whole power thing is, is amazing. I'm not going to talk about the rest of them because I think we'll be here all day and, and we can probably come back to each one um, over yeah. time and, yeah. and have a little bit of a chat about those. But, yeah, yeah, we can
0: have more in-depth kind of a look at each of those elements as well, as and when she, Caitlin releases some more research pertaining yeah, to it I'm but uh, guest appearance yes yeah and caitlin has expressed an interest possibly coming on as a guest talk about that research at some point as well. So watch the space on that as a special guest appearance. And what was really interesting to Caitlin was that element of moderation so that people had a safe space in Engagement HQ within which to air and express their views, which they may not necessarily do in a, in a face-to-face environment. I mean, we could have talked for the whole day pretty much. It's an interesting thing that we'll come back to. Right. And what about you? Anything emerging that's really whetted your appetite for online engagement this week? Well,
1: oh what I'm really liking this week is one of our sites which is one of our long standing clients which is one community berry um, you want to say burry but it is berry I'm not going I'm not going to get in trouble now but it is berry so it's berry in greater manchester and yeah. they just they have a, a lovely site where they do all sorts of you know bring together a lot of community engagement and consultation from across their community and it's not particularly the projects but it's actually the introduction because i think it's really just sort of lays out what they're all about and you know i'd encourage people to look at this and think you know hold on a minute rather than focusing on you know formal public consultation and making everything really formal and um maybe a little bit off-putting when you land on their site it, it just says why you know why engage and it just has this lovely paragraph and it says by sharing your knowledge and opinions, exchanging ideas and offering feedback, you can help build our community. I'm already, wow. I'm already sobbing. I'm into that already. Yeah. Um, and then it goes, we know everyone won't agree on everything all the time. It's like, pow, right. You're right. Yes, yeah. that's it. That's OK, actually. It's, yeah. that, it's that exchange of ideas through res- respectful debate and conversations that can lead to real improvements in our community. Your contribution to the development of projects, policies, programs and services will help make sure that the decision making is well informed. Like, oh, Wow. I, yeah,
0: really good. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and I mean, how else can they evolve, take decisive actions on things that are happening within their community, unless they occasionally open their mind to hearing things that they don't necessarily be want to hear because it might be perceived as a little bit of criticism but actually there's still a constructive way in which that criticism can be put to a local authority for example which still enables them to retain a really good relationship with the community and take decisive actions on the back of what they're learning.
1: Yeah and it's just a nice promise you know that's right on the site that's a big promise there you know that, that yeah. what that's what they'll use the site for. So big shout out to Berry Council and One Community Berry.
0: Yeah, we'll put that link up in the in the blurb as well so that people can go and have a look at the way they they framed that and see how that um consultation develops as well
1: i've actually got a call with them after this recording oh i mean i'm not just trying to make them feel happy <laughs> in preparation for the call because this isn't going out live so yeah to
0: be fair they won't have known that you gave them a shout out in preparation no. for the call so yeah that's i think that's fair that's definitely fair enough isn't it
1: yeah
0: i think so Now, a whole two weeks ago now, um, and I hadn't forgotten, I did, I know we don't research anything for this podcast, but I have, (laughs) so a whole two weeks ago, you gave me the letter F from Carol E. Wires' book, um, How Not to Murder Your Grumpy, which was Ferry Harbour Authority Port Trust. Oh, I mean, I'm sure you could have come up with something slightly better, but I diligently looked into it, (laughs) and I found, and I, I can't pronounce this either, I found there was a consultation that took place via south gloucestershire council called oust is it oust or aust AUST. aust i'll call it out oust ferry improvements 2019 and they used an online consultation software provider to do this so we can do this as a judge jono so get your judges hat, hat at the ready and what I'll do is I'll talk you through their approach to it and what happened. So I'm in their consultation homepage now as we speak. The first thing that strikes me about it, and I won't put it in the blurb because (laughs) it might not go down too well, it looks very much like a really old school sort of internet page with kind of a little bit clunky functionality on it. But nonetheless, so what they've done is they want to do ferry improvements in 2019 around the infrastructure on the ferry where the Seven Bridge was built, for example, and boats and ferries have routinely traversed that estuary for centuries and they wanted to make some um, amendments to that. So what they did was they went with a unnamed <laughs> unnamed online consultation provider. So they gave a little bit of background in terms of the history They explained what the situation was today and what improvements had already been made. And then they undertook consultation to to try and understand what residents would feel about future improvements. They had a timeline which shows quite clearly when it opened, which was 28th of May, then it closed. And then they published their response on the 19th of July. In terms of involving the public in that decision making, they included the output report, they also included some images, and they had a little document library with an artistic impression, some more information about the ferry service and a paper-based survey, and then it had a links section which said sign up for notifications about this consultation. And then it had a couple of other tags underneath it around geographical areas and what the topic was and the target audience. And that was it. So what do you think? What does Judge O make of that? Poor dear me. I mean, so how
1: could you actually get involved?
0: You can not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep yourself very well informed, and it's something that we often talk about with the importance of the yeah. information being widget. So it's accurate <laughs> access to information. So that was in reasonable abundance there. Um, I didn't really have any problems with that. In terms of involvement, though, mm, yeah, it's a paper survey, which I'm just loading now. You have
1: to like, print off the paper survey.
0: Yeah, I'm just opening it now as a PDF. It's a two-page PDF with three questions in it. So here we go, and I've not seen this before. We'd like to hear your views on the proposals. The following questions should take no longer than five minutes. To what extent do you agree with the council's proposals? One strongly, then it goes slightly, slightly disagree, strongly disagree. Do you have any comments in an open form, you know, essay question type box? Is there any other information we should know, or is there anything else you would like to tell us about these proposals? That's it. That's the survey.
1: Oh dear! I reckon they've like just not really been able to give it a lot
0: of thought or something. Um, yeah. So I hadn't opened that. I literally yeah. just opened that live now. I'm quite uh, upset.
1: As sitting as a as a judge in this situation, <laughs> before before passing sentence, what I'd like to just you know give them the opportunity to reconsider. I mean, maybe maybe this was taking place in you know like 1999. Maybe you got the dates wrong, Alan.
0: Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just last year but oh. I take them on board now we don't know obviously this is pre lockdown isn't it so let's give them the benefit of the doubt they might have run a lot of you know face-to-face type events uh, and just maybe they haven't kind of published the output of that and put it on to that online platform so it might be that there was a lot more on the focus there around face-to-face engagement which took place you know just before the, the coronavirus hit yeah I think you're
1: right I'm a bit of a soft judge, aren't I, really?
0: Yeah, because we're giving them a lot of benefit of the doubt. You're saying, basically, they got the date completely wrong. <laughs> and <laughs> they were 20 or 30 years. Yeah, they got the wrong decade. <laughs> um, so on that basis, is it another suspended sentence? Suspended sentence, yeah. Oh. Well, I won't put it in the, in the blurb. I'll tell so- you what I have
1: got. I'm, not, I'm no longer Judge Jono
0: now. I'm just
1: myself. Um, I, have <laughs> got, I have got a grumpy moment shortly where if we put this before Judge Jono there's going to be a real probably landmark decision and sentencing.
0: It's heavy going, it was heavy going researching it, there wasn't a lot of consultation um, that came up. Most of those I did find were relating to the infrastructure around the, the ports and you know, making well, changes. Yeah, because
1: I am actually a harbour commissioner for the um, enormous, well it's tiny really, but beautiful port of Mausel Harbour. Yeah and made me look at what their obligations were for stakeholder engagement and port trusts do actually have to do quite a bit of stakeholder engagement and take on the views and opinions of their communities.
0: There were a lot of references to it and that was just one that I pulled out as an example that was reasonably recent and it had a little bit more information going. Um, But yeah, I reckon they could do a little bit better, well quite a lot better than that in a sense. Now, did you have any stats of the week? I did. My stat of
1: the week is eighty-one
0: percent. Eighty-one percent is that the number of shots that David de Gea dropped throughout the season?
1: Uh, probably, but that's not not this time.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Go for it.
1: So this is another one from Ipsos Mori and other. Pollsters are available. Just that uh, Ben Page comes up a lot on my Twitter feed, so I've been a bit lazy. Actually, I must confess, listeners. Uh, well, we're not allowed to do any research, but I just went to my go-to polling company, which is, is Ipsos Mori. So, in their latest piece of research that they did with Imperial College, um, they, apparently it was a huge sample. So I can't. I, I seem to think it might have been like three thousand. So statistically significant. Yeah. Not like our Twitter polls. <laughs> They've got three thousand respondents. We have five, so um, we're in the same league as pollsters, really. Um, yeah. So they did this study with Imperial College. COVID nineteen. Eighty one percent of those people testing positive had no symptoms at the time of testing. Oh. So that's scary. It, yeah, and one person wrote in the comments. So basically, so basically, everyone's got it, and we just don't we don't know yet. So oh man, is that really it? But it. The reason why it stood out for me is, is when I come on to my grumpy moment. So we'll, we're going to segue in a minute after your stat into grumpiness.
0: No, my stat is a really simple one. And then we'll segue into you know two to three hours of grumpiness before we close. <laughs> Mine was the number 58. And that was the number of goals scored by Cristiano Ronaldo's son, who plays for the Juventus under nines team oh. in 28 games. So, and and he got eighteen assists. That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, I think sign him up now. If you yeah. you know,
1: yeah, we could do like a public consultation on lowering the age of appearances <laughs> in this in the in the first teams in the Premier League.
0: But the age has come down over the years, isn't it? You know, it's always like the record seems to always be broken. New youngest ever player to play for England or Man United or whoever it is. Um, yeah, I, don't, I think under nine, so eight years old. That's fine. Okay. Start now.
1: We could do that on engagement HQ, have an idea, yeah. you know, and, and, and discussions around lowering the age group. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and if we had a nine-year-old up front, like, with, with you know, an, an amazing striking talent like that, the defenders, because he's nine, would just, like, let him run past. they go, go on, son, go on. And he'd put it in the back of the net. So it'd be quite a, you know, I mean, that would be quite a good
0: tactic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no one's going to go flying into him on yeah. corners and things like that. They'll sort of stand back and right. yeah, I think that wouldn't work for long
1: though because eventually I think they just pick pick him up. him. <laughs> and
0: <laughs> and pick him up under the arms and stand yeah. him on the sideline.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but we might get away with it for like one goal. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, that was that was my very simple just came across it on on Twitter. Um, this week and thought oh, that was quite impressive one for the future and um, but i know you want to segue into your military moments because they've been bubbling under like a furious volcano this week haven't they
1: yeah <laughs> go for it my first one and this is kind of like it's, it, it's um it is a bit it's i don't know how i can relate it to community engagement but i think we might be able to what it is is walking in single file and i, and I live in in west cornwall and um we have got lots of lovely visitors and they're, they're welcome and, and they're great, but the place is heaving now and yeah. families are walking sort of like side by side, four across. And so if yeah. I want to go down to the post office and not catch COVID-19, it's like a, it's, I'm basically like, a, it's like a military operation. I'm picking yeah. my, room, going in and out, in and out, pausing, waiting, taking my moment to get past everyone because nobody's yes. moving over, walking in single file. And that's just made me really grumpy this week. And, and it does link to work because there's a big sort, there's a lot of public consultations going on at the moment around sort of like safe streets and um, yes. cycling, which we're going to, we're going, we're working on that actually. So a bit of a, uh, is it an expose or a, what is it when they, you sort of like, you know what the next episode of Coronation Street is going to do, but you only know a little bit.
0: Oh, like a pre, no, it's not pre is it? It's a oh. preview no
1: yeah and like an insight that no one else anyway yeah we're looking into this whole thing around uh, public engagement in streets uh, safer streets and cycling So it reminded me of that and made me grumpy. It's like, why can't people just like walk in single file and be nice to each other and create spaces for each other?
0: Well, I can can make you even grumpier on that exact same subject. So I heard a phone in exactly about this. And there were a lot of people phoning in from Cornwall and and other sort of holiday hotspots in the UK. And what they were particularly grumpy about wasn't the fact that there's a lot of people there in the summer because that would always happen every summer normally um, in previous years. It was the quality of people, and I have to be very careful what I say. So what they were referring to is those people who would normally have gone to, and I'm not going to generalise, but like Magaluf or... Oh, yes. So because they're doing staycations, they're obviously still heading to the UK beauty hotspots like Cornwall and stuff like that. So it wasn't so much the number of people. It was the almost like the quality of tourists. I know. <laughs> like,
1: I know. It's shameful, isn't it? Yeah. So- we're all, like, all the, sn- the snobbery is really bad. Yeah, yeah. And we, yeah, so that, you know, it's all, it's like, we're just lacking this public conversation about being nice to each other. Yes, yeah. There is a sort of stereotype of people that go to, you know, like Magaluf and Benendorm and places like that, and, it, and that's not fair, and it's, yeah. not, and it's not fair to do it when people are on holiday in this country. We've all got to be nice to each other and walk in single file. It's not fair that they're allowed
0: home when they go there. No, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But, uh, <laughs> did you have any others? Any other melty moments? Well, this one is
1: directly work related. So, <laughs> I hope our listeners are uh, hanging on in there, um, which they yeah. will be, because most people listen to this podcast to the end.
0: Uh, yeah, you, yeah, everyone.
1: I, I haven't done any research, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, the government. I mean this is this is serious we're having a go at the government today this is a landmark reforms to modernizing the planning system okay white papers launched today and we're invited to take part planning for the future big deal for everyone yeah new houses yeah. new schools new hospitals whatever no one wants them in their backyard so that you yeah. know we, we we need a serious public consultation on this so there is the planning for the future consultosh- consultation. Sounds good. And that's that's gone live now, and there's a document, PDF. Yeah. There's a web accessible version of the document, so big brownie points for that, well done. Guess how, Elton, how do you think you can respond? Do you think there is an online platform where like, thousands of people from across the country can debate the proposals in this planning policy?
0: I bet there's not,
1: because otherwise you wouldn't have it as a Meldrew moment. Okay. Do you think there's not an, any sort of discussion forum in that? No. Do you think there's like you know people can drop pins on maps and you know talk about you know what their issues are with planning? You know, is
0: is there Elton? Is there an online survey? It's not even that. Was, was it like the ferry one with just like three questions and a PDF? No,
1: it's it's. If it, it, so, you scroll down, it goes ways to respond. I'm not joking here, by the way. Drum roll. Email, email, planning for the future at communities.gov.uk.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. And then they could also filter those kind of responses. It's not um, transparent in any way. Oh,
1: well, what kind of consultation is that? I can't believe it's true. We might have to get the minister on. This is almost like journalism. We're the first on this now. I think we, the minister
0: has a right of reply. Yeah, they might as well. just It's literally paying lip service to it, isn't it? And it's just, um, yeah. we're doing a consultation on this. Send us an email. And, yeah, send us an email if you like. Otherwise, don't bother. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm grumpy now. I'm really grumpy.
1: Crazy. We are planning for your future. You have no stay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we are planning for your future as in, we, the government, not we, the government alongside our communities. Yeah. It's not an inclusive. We, it's an exclusive. It how grumpy that
1: makes me feel and it'll
0: make other people feel grumpy. Like yeah.
1: Our friends at the consultation Institute, our comrades that involve all the people that, you know, see the benefits of public participation in planning. This can't, anyway, I think I'm wrong. I think I've jumped the gun and it's all
0: going to be put right could be yes yeah maybe something else will follow suit yeah. um and it will make you much more inspired and then you can talk about that in a future week and say i was you know to i will be fun. fair they got their act together there's now a fully engaging platform which is up and running which is called engagement hq or something like that <laughs> <Yes. calm>. yeah <laughs> Something like that. Makes mine look slightly trivial in a sense, but I got really, really grumpy on Sunday. I saw a YouGov poll around ice lollies. Right, I'll read out what the choices were, and then I'll tell you what the results were. But have in mind as well which one you would choose when I read them out. So the first one was Magnum. Then you had Fab. Then you had Solero. Then you had Twister. Then you had Feast. What would you have gone for?
1: Oh, can you read them out again?
0: So it's Magnum. Yeah. Fab. Solero, Twister or Feast. Uh
1: I've got I got I'm saying I'm I'm torn between Feast and a
0: Magnum, but I'm going to go Magnum. <gasps> oh no. Oh so so you've now made me grumpy because that the Magnum is the reason why, why it made me so grumpy. Right. So Magnum got 28%, Fab 8 Solero 8, Twister 7, Feast 6. And why it made me grumpy is because a magnum is not an ice lolly, right? It's a chalk ice on a stick. Ah, but but Feast isn't either. No, but Feast does have a crunchy out. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, Feast's not either. Yeah, you're right. So Feast and magnum aren't. You see, that that
1: is actually well done, Alan, because this is work-related. And it's the importance of asking proper questions when you're consulting the public.
0: That's not a proper question, is it? I mean, if I, put a, if I put a stick in an apple and put it in the freezer and get it out, is that an ice lolly? No, it's an apple on a frozen apple on a stick. It's a frozen apple on a stick. Magnum is an ice cream, but it just happens to have a a stick in it. An ice lolly has to have an element of like a water-based cordial type thing to it. You know, like those, and other ones are available, those Del Monte orange ones, for example. Fab is an example as well, because although it has a bit of ice cream in it, and Sleros, the same, and Twister, they do still have a kind of water-based cordial whatever it is flavoring element to it. that's what ice lolly is surely you can even have an ice lolly that's not on a stick
1: so you have those ones that you push the bottom of them and they poke out the top yeah do you know yeah, what exactly. I, I can't remember called. Yeah. you know you push the bottom of them and, the, and then the whole thing comes out and lands on the floor
0: yeah yeah, yeah i remember those oh that's a calipo or, or yeah, yeah, something yeah, like. Yeah, Yeah, that's a a nice lolly. But the thing is, 28% for for Magnum, that wins. So the one that won isn't even in the category that they're asking about.
1: That's a sort of example of poor consultation. You've got a bad question and then you've got irrelevant options.
0: Yeah, Uh, it's like putting all of those in there and then putting at the bottom Cadbury's fruit and nut bar or other fruit and nut bars are available. And then everyone votes for that. Because they're like, oh, I prefer that to all the other options that are there, so I'm going to vote for that, not realising that it's not even in the category that that's relevant. So therefore, the whole poll is a farce, as far as I'm concerned. It's a farce, um, <laughs> and I'm annoyed about it.
1: I, I would be if I was you, and it just goes to show that there are examples of bad consultation in all walks of life, even when yeah. they're not consultation, but bad question, poor range of options, irrelevant options, and, and you're now an unhappy
0: stakeholder. I'm unhappy, and I abstained, even though I definitely would have voted for. Fans. Oh, there you go. You chose not to participate. I chose not to participate because the options weren't if the there. Design,
1: if you get the design of your online consultation wrong, then people could they have have—they—they they just abstain. It's like the ultimate power rests with the participant.
0: Just yeah, to say, yeah. No talking chin. Yeah, and that's what I did. I just overlooked it, that's but I was really annoyed.
1: That's why they reach out to Twitter and Facebook. They go to the government website and. And, and they, they say that all they've got, to do, the only way they can participate in the white paper on the future planet is by sending an email. I bet if you look on Twitter now and in various Facebook pages, there'll be people talking about it left, right and centre. And uh, will the government hear that? I don't know. Yeah. So I'm still angry about my angry thing, my grumpy <laughs> thing.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to next week's poll where it says, who's your favourite current Man United player? And it'll be like David De Gea, Paul Pogba, Lionel Messi and everyone will vote for Lionel Messi. <laughs> so that'll be next i'm already annoyed just thinking about it i can't bear it but anyway we've gone quite a long way over this week just talking about really grumpy stuff before you finish off that one it's a good job
1: that we are out there and our colleagues from bang the table are out there getting grumpy about these things
0: yeah we yeah. are
1: there promoting best practice online participation in all walks of life
0: yeah it matters these things matter it's important that that people get them right and show leadership when they're doing them, and 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 are accurate in terms of what they present as well. You're right, you're right on it. <laughs> from right on it. Now then, the letter G: How not to murder your grumpy. I think it's the letter. Yeah, it must be the letter G because we had ferry. Hey, oh yeah. G. <laughs> uh,
1: from Carol E. Wire. No more, no less. Ooh, ah, oh, well, right, this album is one for you. <laughs> Gee, an an extremely popular pastime for the grumpy in your life is gardening.
0: Oh, I'm going to start preparing for this one as soon as we finish, even though we don't prepare. um, Yeah, you never
1: prepare. So there there must be loads of um, opportunities to engage in with organisations that are concerned about gardening.
0: Yeah. And I'll see what the King of Gardening, Alan Titchmarsh, has to say as well. When- I wonder if you can get a quote from him about the importance of engaging the public in gardening. I'm going to try. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'll try that this week. And there's a couple of other famous ones and their names escaped me. Was it Charlie yeah. Dimmock?
1: <laughs> yeah, just get a one-liner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll say we're doing a special on on gardening and the importance of involving communities. It's never been more prevalent than now because I don't think anyone's spent as long as they have this year in their gardens. Oh. So it's a really important um, element to it. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's great.
1: Fantastic stuff.
0: Yeah, I'll hit them up and um, I shall speak to you next week so we can catch up about it. Until next time. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to the UK Consult. Join us for future conversations each week as we continue to explore the tremendous, meaningful and ever-evolving world of digital consultation and community engagement. You can view additional educational resources at bangthetable.com.